Welcome back, everybody, to the Eternal Encounter Podcast. My name is Roman. To the left of me, I got my boy Bradley Mariah. Bradley, how you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing so good. What about yourself? Awesome, bro. I'm doing good. Doing good. Better now? Come on. Better now? Today, we're joined by our special guest, Sister Mary Michael. Sister, how you doing? Good. Good to be here. Appreciate good. it. Yeah, thank you for being here. Sister, could you tell us a little bit about you see how your story and how you ended up being a sister in your community? Yes, definitely. Um, so I've been in community for about 10 and a half years now. Um, I entered at the age of 28. I was working at a software company at the time. Um, and I was also going to mass at the uh, campus center at the University of South Alabama. Um, so I had a good group of friends there, a good prayer life and community there. Um, but I also had a very good encounter. I was about... 25, 26, when someone asked me what my vocation was, and no one had ever asked me that before. Mm. And so my immediate answer was, well, I guess undecided. So, you know, it was a good prompt for me to finally stop and think about what I was doing. Um, because just at that point, I was just kind of doing the same stuff that we all do. I went to college, I went to grad school, um, I studied art, which I really loved a lot. Um, so I really got into pursuing that, and then also um, had a good job at a software company. Uh, but when I was asked that question, you know, it kind of reframed it as like, okay, well, what does God want me to do? I mean, all of those things are amazing. Um, and it was so good for my personal growth um, in each of those areas of my life. And I stopped and prayed about it. And it was really kind of a easy answer for me. I mean, I didn't really have to think about it a whole lot. Um, and I think partly because of that is um, I just I had a good prayer life at that point. Um, I had a spiritual director. I was going to a holy hour every week. I was praying the rosary every day. And so just having those avenues where I could hear God's voice, um, it didn't take me long to come back uh, to one of the priests that I knew and say, okay, well, what about religious life? Um, and so I got a few communities for him to go visit. Um, I visited the uh, wonderful, there's a wonderful Dominican community in Marbury, Alabama, uh, St. Jude's Monastery. So I visited there for a little bit. And then I was also directed to the Sister Servants of the Eternal Word, uh, which is where I ended up entering. Um, and I loved, I loved visiting both of them. Um, but I just remembered that after the experience with the Cloister Dominicans, I was just looking for something just a little more, but I couldn't have told you what that more was. And then I met the Sister Servants, and our patrons are St. Dominic and St. Francis. And so I felt like that little bit of more um, was just having those two heritages blended together. Um, and it felt like the right fit. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I heard you talk a little about prayer and your prayer life. Um, that's kind of what we want to get into today. So I guess the first question for you is, why should we pray anyway? What What's the importance of prayer? Sure. Uh, my, my first question to anyone would be, do you want a relationship with God? That's really mm. the only reason to pray because, you know, I always quote the catechism that prayer is a lifting of the mind and the heart to God. Um, so if I want that relationship, I have to spend that time with him. Um, and, you know, it's a, kind of the older I get, the more I realize that life is really just about relationships. It's about relationships with God, ourselves, and others. You know, Jesus in the Bible said, love your neighbor as yourself. And so I need all three of those relationships um, to be with God and to be able to be with others and to love myself also. Wow. Wow. That's so, <laughs> that's so good. Now... I know I struggle with this, but like, how do you, how does God speak to us? Let me ask that first. Like, yeah, how does God speak to us? Sure. I think he speaks to us in a number of ways. Um, and definitely he speaks to us um, as Catholics in the public prayer of the church. So we have 
the Mass, we have the sacraments, we have sacramentals. Um, he speaks to us through other people also. And that's been a really big witness of my life recently is that when you have a good gr- group of friends or people that you're working with, um, that God really does carry the message to other people. And the, he also speaks to us one-on-one in prayer, which I think uh, can be difficult for a lot of us because it does mean that we have to make time for it, cultivate silence for it. Um, and then I also like I always have something on hand. St. Teresa once said that she never went into mental prayer without a book. Um, so I always have something spiritual on hand that I could reach for, either the lives of the saints or the scriptures, uh, just something to get me going and to think about, uh, like, what do I want to talk about with God today? Awesome. That's good. I heard you say cultivate silence. And I think that's really important. I guess, could you explain... Why does God choose to speak in silence? What is what is important about silence? And yeah, let's. I guess I'll just start with that. Yeah, um, I think I'm going to reach for Cardinal Sarah really quick because I think something that blew my mind recently is he has a great book called The Power of Silence, and so he talks about cultivating silence. But he talks about the fact that we're not just cultivating it to sort of try and listen to God. He's talking about the fact that. God's language is silence. Um, so even though we have the we have the scriptures and the lives of the saints, we have all these vehicles to that where we've heard God's word either from Jesus in the Bible or through the lives of the saints. That we can also just speak to God using silence and in silence. Um, that, that, that's a that's a lot to wrap my mind around. But um, I usually just start with. I mean, I you know I usually just start with prayer, and that kind of leads me into meditation, where prayer is kind of me talking to God, bringing things from my day to him, reading the scriptures and talking to him about what I read, and then really just being quiet and listening and just trying to uh, be at peace with him. You know, the, something that helps me a lot is to think about the fact that, like, I don't have to go, like, reach out for God somewhere. Like, obviously, like, he's in the Eucharist, like, we see him in all these places. But as baptized Christians, if we're in a state of grace, we have Father, Son, and Holy Spirit dwelling within us. We have the gifts of the Holy Spirit dwelling within us. We have uh, theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. So we have all of this within us. Like, I don't have to go anywhere to experience God. I kind of just have to go within. And that's kind of a, a hard practice to just kind of think about and, and practice. I mean, you'll hear me say the word practice a lot because uh, we always have to keep practicing uh, these principles of prayer. You know, I feel like silence is so hard to actually do. I find myself all in prayer. I'm just always, when I want to be in silence, my head is spinning. Like my mind is spinning. So what are, what are some steps like maybe how we can have like that interior posture of just like, like resting with Jesus, resting with God. And yeah, could you speak a little bit into that please? Definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's so much going on in our lives and I mean, I mean, y'all have seen the media on the phone and everything. Um, I think I think a couple of good practical ways to just sort of start that is I think, first of all, just to like not feel like you have to bite off a whole holy hour at once, you know, like if you're not used to it, like just start five, 10, 15 minutes and just plan out whatever time that you practically think you can do. And then just start there and just make that a habit first. And then you can always add to later. Um, I know for myself, uh, I think the two things that help me out the most, um, and it kind of just depends on where the day is, but I'll either start off right away either just reading something of a spiritual nature first or writing out first, like writing out some of the distractions, writing out uh, maybe what I want to talk about to God today. Um, So just kind of doing those sorts of things to clear my head first. Um, And then especially like I just I always like always come back to this, always get back into reading a book, reading the scriptures, um, just getting my mind 
focused on one thing, focused on one story in the gospel, or focused on, you know, one quote of the saints that's speaking to me. So that kind of like directs all of those distractions and thoughts. And then that kind of gives me some space to, you know, think about what I'm reading and then enter into some silence with God. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I guess I kind of want to hear a little about your your personal journey with prayer. Can you just tell me a little, like, how was, how was your life before prayer? And when you started praying, I guess, how did your life change? Did you, like, what, what, what? What happened? You know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, thank God it keeps growing. Because um, I definitely remember times in my life um, where I didn't pray at all, where it just wasn't a priority, wasn't interested, and I wouldn't have noticed the difference until you know looking back today, and I can look back and say, oh well, like like life wasn't wasn't really working out there because I wasn't taking anything to God, I wasn't putting Him first, um, you know, wasn't consulting Him on any of my decisions, um, and then when I got more into my faith. Um, it's very interesting. One of the first things that my spiritual director had me do was uh, do a consecration to Mary. And he said, don't wait, just, uh, just pick up the book and just start going. So I did that, uh, St. Louis de Montfort's uh, consecration. And then that got me praying the rosary every day. And it kind of just snowballed into me doing like really just all the regular practices that I needed to be doing. I started praying the rosary every day. I started making a, a regular holy hour. Um, it really inspired me to go to mass more often during the week if I could. Um, so I got all of those just good habits in, but I would say in sort of today's journey, as it were, um, it's gotten a lot more personal. Um, I've been reading a lot of good stuff lately, and there's this one book uh, that I've just read for our bookstore that we're going to carry called Call Him Father. And in it, John Paul II says that divine filiation is the essence of the good news. Mm. And I think that's amazing because, you know, it really focuses on our relationship as children of God. And so I think for me, prayer has gotten a lot more personal. The mass has gotten a lot more personal um, because I'm really trying to focus on relationship with like each person of the Trinity. Wow. That's insane. That's so good. Yeah, that's so good. Like focusing on the relationship between the Trinity. And could you maybe speak into a little bit about how how if we come in like into prayer, the posture of just like how much of the Lord delights in us, how much, because I feel like there's so much anxiety at times about prayer, being afraid to bring certain intentions to the Lord. And I know I, like I struggle like when I'm either like even for myself or just like with other people that I'm like trying to invite into prayer, they're like worried about like bring, saying all that, like bringing it all into the light. So could you maybe, yeah, shed some light into that? That's interesting. I think I think what I hear you're kind of talking about is maybe just like honesty with God and honesty with ourselves, mm. maybe in prayer. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, because especially I feel like with just it sort of dovetails into silence, because I think a lot of us can be afraid of silence because we're going to be afraid of like what we'll find when we get there. Um, and I think I think the first thing that I would say on that is just, um, you know, you know God, I think it really harkens back to God is such a loving father and we have mary as our mother like we have this family of god and mary and the saints um, that we're called to be in and so just to trust those relationships and trust trust that on their end you know i heard um i heard information um our novice mistress told us that you know the greatest tragedy would be that we die and we have no idea how much god loved us you know just to miss that 
message while we're alive in this life, you know, because Jesus promises in this life, he promises the hundredfold. It's not like, okay, y'all, let's make it here. And then when we get to heaven, then we're going to see all the promises and the greatness of God. Like we can see that here on earth right now and have that relationship with him to the best of our abilities right now. And I think a good starting point is just to remember that like, it's not dependent on us. Like it's not all on me. Like I love God because he loved me first. And so I think just always to Harken back to that first message. Um, I think that's in First uh, John that He loved me first. So just to trust that that's always there. Maybe even just to trust an unconditional love. I think that's a hard one for us because you know we often don't have that in some of our human relationships, but we always have that with God. Um, and so I think a good place to start when people are afraid to pray or don't want to enter into that silence is um, really just to and pray for the grace for it too, because we can ask for, you know, Jesus said, ask for what you need. I mean, it's yours. And I think to pray for the grace to enter into that unconditional love. And we can do that. Um, every time we pray, we can practice that and ask for that. That is Amen. Good. Wow. That's really good. There's definitely a lot of people watching this who are probably Catholic and definitely a lot of non-Catholics who just want to pray, you know, and want to grow deeper in their relationship with the Lord. So, most of them most likely can't make it to the chapel every day. So I guess what's a good start for people who just want like want to pray? What are some practical steps that they should orient in their life to develop that habit? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think the first thing to remember is just number one, that like we're responsible for making the time. I'm responsible for making the time. But then also just to remember that you know, God's in the chapel, but God is everywhere all the time. And so if you can't make it to the chapel, I mean, make it to your favorite chair, make it outside on the patio um, and just really just set aside that time, uh, whether it's, you know, five minutes, 25 minutes, whatever you think you can start off with. So just make the time and then just decide on a place um, because you always, you always have God within you. We always have the Bible with us. Um, you know, we have these tools available at any time. So I definitely say just start with that and then just start with a you know I, you know i just i start with five minutes of reading five minutes of writing every day um just start with um something and then it'll it'll snowball you know sister one thing you said is like making time i think that is so key is like actively making time to pray and not just hoping that time comes about mm-hmm. and i was at a retreat not too long ago and the priest was like I think he said like lack of prayer is like lack of love for God. And that really just like stuck out to me of how much, like how like I do have the opportunity to pray, but I'm choosing to have put other things into place. But like, yeah, like making time, like that is so important. Could you maybe speak into the people that do pray a lot? Could you speak into like how, how they need to continue to like, maybe like building more endurance, like not just being complacent, in that wherever state they're in Mm -hmm. and striving to to deeper their relationship with god definitely yeah i think for me there's um there's always a few spiritual checkpoints that i have going on Um, i'm always examining there's a great book by uh christina simmons she's a i believe she works in religious education at our lady of the valley in fort Payne. um she's a local author of ours and she wrote a book called say yes and she's got these four spiritual checkpoints of daily prayer and meditation a life of grace through regular reception of the sacraments, growth in virtue, and abandonment to God's will. And so there's always like those four areas that we can examine and see where we're growing or not growing. And there's a lot of practical points within those. Um, and so definitely like if you're 
this daily prayer and meditation is foundational. So if you're already doing that, um, that's great. Um, and I would add on to that also. Um, I know for me, something that really keeps expanding my relationship with God and my ability to talk to him about a lot of different things that maybe I wouldn't have talked to him previously um, is a daily examination of conscience. Um, that's been really key for me. Um, and I've been I've been writing it down every night. You don't have to write it down. It just takes a few minutes. But like I'll write down you know, some of the good things that happened during the day for sure. And it's not necessarily like things that I did, like, you know, like getting all task oriented, like I checked all the emails for the bookstore and stuff, but I'll write down things like, did I not interrupt somebody while they were speaking? You know, did I laugh and participate in somebody's joke or their story? Uh, was I helpful to some older person when I was out and about? So really just trying to examine the graces of the day, but then also writing down three to five things that um, I saw that I could have done better. Um, so that's definitely one thing that I could, that always helps me grow in prayer and grow in honesty with God and myself. Um, and then of course, um, always, just always checkpointing the sacraments, you know, and I would say for people who are praying regularly, can you make it to mass, uh, a little more often? Sometimes you can't, um, but that's definitely, um, just something you can examine every once in a while and then growth in virtue and then just abandonment to God's will. Like how, like, how am I surrendering my day to him? Like, did I take it over? Am I trying to run the schedule or am I just letting life happen and letting God you know, just put into my life, um, you know, whoever it is I'm supposed to talk to or whatever it is I need to say or do. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. That's so good. Yeah. I love that. That's, I just, I love the, the personal of that relationship because that's how it's supposed to be. You know, I like if we didn't talk right now, I wouldn't know anything about you. And I think it's the same thing with a guy. Like, how are we going to get to know God unless we spend time with him mm. and treat him as a friend? That's awesome. I know there's some people who do pray and I feel like there's sp the space where they pray isn't like sacred. Like a lot of people tell like, well, I pray in the public sign. You know, I, I feel like there's just a difference about sacred space and profane space. Mm -hmm. So I guess, could you speak on just the importance of the space? Like, yeah, just the sacredness and the beauty in that and how that can lift our heart to God in a, in a yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cause definitely, I mean, if we're in, I mean, if we're in church or, I mean, we're, we're beyond blessed to be in a convent. So I've got a crucifix and a statue and some other um, holy items in my room at all times. So I've always got something visual around me to lift my mind and my heart to God. And I think that's a, a great way to think about it is like, what's visually lifting my mind and my heart to God. Um, so I think that's really important uh, um, yeah, yeah. Set set it up in a way that inspires prayer. Because um, you know, I always think about Father Philippe, who says, you know, if we if we wait till we feel like praying, we're probably never going to pray. Mm, so it's yeah. definitely not like a feelings thing. But we can um, inspire ourselves with these uh, beautiful images that the church has given us, um, and these sacramentals and devotionals um, to keep in mind. Because um, it's also like practicing, you know, just the awareness of the presence of God too. And I think, you know, if we do that in our homes um, and definitely in the space where we pray, um, I think that'll help us kind of focus our minds a little bit, especially when we get distracted. Just so you said, yeah, you just keep talking. I just keep hearing like the relation, like the relationship, you know, and you mentioned like being like friends and like how, like there wouldn't be like you, like we wouldn't be friends with each other if we didn't have a conversation, if we didn't get to know each other. I think another key thing is like we wouldn't be friends if we're always talking. I'm not allowing you to talk. Hmm. So, yeah, I know you're mentioning about silence, but like, could you maybe talk a little bit about just like 
patience in prayer. Not just feeling so rushed in prayer and really just resting in that. Yeah, definitely. I think there's a couple of things about that because I can think of that in like in the holy hour that we make every day. Kind of, you know, I can I can kind of like rush to get it down on paper, rush to be like, God, you know, this is what's going on. And that's it's good for us to say it out loud. I mean, he already knows it. And so, like, it's good for me to remember that, like, he knows what's going on. I'm not like informing him for the first time of like, you know, everything that's going on. And so it's good for us to get it out. But then it's also good for me to just sit sit back. You know, when I if I can get that moment and say, okay, God, like I'm handing it over. Mm -hmm. This is this is your I'm letting I'm letting you take care of this today. I think that is a good start for me to just sort of rest in the silence um, and, and know, know that I've handed over my concerns to him. I think that helps me cultivate silence a lot. But then also just the patience of, I think there's a daily patience of, even if I didn't do it so well today, you know, I think we don't, we don't have to circle around and beat ourselves up and be like, oh my gosh, I had a terrible conversation with God today. Like, like we've always got time to start that conversation over. There's always a new day for another holy hour. Um, so just be patient and know that, like, I'm not going to build up a relationship in a day, but I can certainly do my best every day and then um, just, just start over tomorrow and start fresh. Wow, thank you so much. And, yeah, I, know I heard a priest, he once said, like, be gentle with yourself. Like, if you get yourself, if you find yourself being really distracted. You know, for me, like, I would, like, I would get so annoyed. Like, why, like, why can't I focus? Why can't I do all this? And the priest was like, you know, that's it can be a tactic from the devil, just getting you all ramped up. Mm-hmm. But the Lord just, like... Like he wants you to like he wants to be gentle with you. Yeah, thank you so much, sister. This is really a blessing for you to be on here and like speaking with us. Could you maybe like share a couple of things about what your community does and if anybody is interested in uh, the religious life, how they can get in contact with y'all? Definitely. Well, we are a contemplative, active community, so we pray about five hours of the divine office every day when we're all together. Um, but we also have an active apostolate and our specific end is evangelization through retreats and catechesis. So we have a retreat house at Casa Maria mm. and we try and average about two retreats a month. Um, sometimes it's more, sometimes it's less, but that's about the average for us. Um, we promote the first Saturdays and have public devotions for them. And then we teach catechesis at a uh, different parishes and schools. Right now we're at uh, St. James and Gadsden, and we have family catechesis at St. Barnabas during the year. And then just different requests as people ask for us. We're on this podcast here today. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. We'll go to a vacation Bible school this summer. Um, so it really just depends on uh, the need that's presented, and we'll see what we're able to fill. Wow. Sweet. Did you maybe, so those that are, is you like, do you have a website and if we anybody's do, wanting yes, to? Sisterservants.org. Okay. Um, and we also, uh, for just for any uh, retreat requests or maybe uh, some questions about our website, um, <clears throat> we also have uh, retreats at sisterservants.com that people can email for different questions. Um, thank you so much. Well, sister, thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, I, I hope the listeners got, got something out of this and, Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. You're definitely a light to the community. So, yeah. Thank you. I'm you. so grateful for the invitation. God bless. St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. Pray, Pray for, for us. us. Thank you guys so much for watching the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Man, God bless you guys. Please like, subscribe, comment, do all that good stuff. <laughs> We're praying for you guys. We love you guys. And please, if you are able, um, we would really appreciate if you guys could donate um, to this podcast. The link will be in the show notes. Um, 
yeah 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 unfortunately this is not free so if you guys are able um please consider donating but like like that being said we love you guys god bless double e all the way hey jesus we love you guys come on let's push the phrase double e family let's do this together not for our glory but for god's amen yes sir Most precious blood of Jesus Christ. Wash off for us and protect us. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh my gosh. Grace be here. Who feels so? What is going on with Jesus? <laughs>